everyone, and welcome to another Thursday Global Industry Spotlight. My name is Daniel Crane, and I'm the Program Director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. Here at the Center, we're focused on building resources for entrepreneurs, whether that's through online education, workshops, boot camps, through the networks that we have connected with, um, or you know, connecting you with organizations who are supporting the sector. You know, each Thursday, we're talking with entrepreneurs, businesses, um, and organizations about the work that they are doing, whether they're building a new product, a new technology, or they're coming up with new models that will help support creative industry infrastructure. Um, I'm, I'm excited and look forward to our conversation today. Today, I'm talking to Anna Downs. She is the co-founder and CEO of Sherpa Digital Media. Uh, video Sherpa is a company that is innovating virtual events and streaming video. Uh, it's optimizing video content through all stages of the process. This is an important piece. From pre-production and planning through to editing and post-production. Uh, it's a platform that empowers companies to share immersive video experiences to employees, partners, and customers with a new level of simplicity and scale. So let's bring Anna in and hear all about Video Sherpa. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, you know, I'm excited to to, to kind of dive into the conversation, um, especially because video content or content in general is such a hot topic, um, you know, of, of, you know, no matter what you do, what industry you're in, um, you have to do video, <laughs> you know, for, for marketing, for communication, for many different, you know, areas of, 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 of scaling. But before we get into kind of what uh, Video Sherpa is doing, I'd love to get just a little kind of background about you um, and, and, and your kind of career uh, trajectory. Well, um, how long have you got? <laughs> 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 uh, we'll, we'll keep it brief. Um, we'll keep it brief, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, I worked in the, um, in the creative industries in marketing and communications roles for a long time and obviously over the last sort of 10 years video has become more and more and more important and i could see i was frustrated having to hire videographers every time i needed a new piece of video um and at the same time my my co-founder who happens to be my husband is a professional photographer and then went and trained as a videographer and was working on a con consultancy basis with lots and lots of different brands. Um, so we, we sort of, we were coming at the same problem from either ends. And so what we realized was that people needed an easier way to be able to create some of their own video content themselves and to be able to repurpose their content in a much, much easier way. Obviously, it takes time to create video content. We're talking about large files. It's not that easy to manipulate, to store, to repurpose, to share. Um, and so if there was a platform that would allow people to do those things much easier so that they could really take control of their own video assets in terms of what they need, when they need it, how they can manage it, how they can store it, repurpose it, republish it in different ways on different channels for different audiences across time. And so that was kind of the, the birth of the idea. 
Um, and it's, you know, it, it took us a while to develop that, to raise the right. investment and to get it in front of customers, but that's where it came from. And then just, you know, as an entrepreneur to, to start a company, when was the moment of like, we're going to do this, this, th this is something that we're, you know, gonna start. And then where did you start? What was like kind of the first couple of steps that you took to, to get the ball rolling? Um, I suppose personally, mm -hmm. my I grew up in a household where my my dad was an entrepreneur. He mm -hmm. was self-employed. As kids, we were involved. We were when a big order had to go, we were out in the workshop. We were packing boxes, labeling, loading up the truck. You know, doing deliveries on on school holidays and stuff. So that kind of environment was very familiar to me, mm -hmm. and it it wasn't intimidating the idea of starting a business it probably should have been a bit more intimidating than it was um, <laughs> if I knew then what I know now um, but so I, I wasn't at all phased by that if, if anything to be honest with you there was always a burning desire to start my own business mm. you know that was definitely there um, and I had been working in a lot of creative um, organizations art school uh, films uh, film um, sector, uh, the British Council, which, you know, works across a whole load of different kind of arts um, events and spectrums and with artists. And I could see all these people creating, you know, bringing their vision to life. And to me, business is very creative. The actual act of business, of growing a company, whether it's in a creative mm -hmm. space necessarily or, or maybe what's deemed non-creative space, but the actual... Um, steps that are taken the ideation the you know the vision that you have to employ being able to communicate that vision being able to get people to buy into what it is that you're trying to achieve and bring people along that journey with you it's a really creative thing to do so on on a personal level i always wanted to and i really wanted to kind of be able to, to create something that was identifiably kind of mine if you like yeah um, yeah absolutely you know, yeah i think that um I'm someone, I'm someone that also shares that similar passion of, you know, starting a company and wanting something that's, that's mine, kind of seeing, seeing out there, you know, of, of all the different things that are being started and, and, and finding that space of like, no, this is something that I, I, I see a need for. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think you, you touched on something that is uh, so important uh, is the drive and feeling, uh, you know, motivated and excited about the process of starting a company. Um, I think for successful entrepreneurs, there's a certain um, uh, courage that you have to have um, and, and, and you know, a, a kind of work ethic, uh, an approach to, to building something. Like you're saying, like, you know, you and you had that from growing up of, of packaging boxes and, and, and what it takes. What is the actual work? The ideas are great, but the work mm. is, you know, is the next step. And I also love how you talk about that, you know, building a business is a creative process. That's such a great, um, such a great analogy and, and something that I actually, someone, no one's mentioned that before, right? It's always like, well, here's kind of the business plan and you have to fill this out and, you know, um, but, but to think about it uh, as a creative process would actually even make it more accessible to, to, to people who are thinking about it, right? Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a, a suit and tie um, business school situation. Like you can use your talents and your skills to build something. So that, 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 that's great. Um, and in terms of, and you know, I, I went to South by Southwest last week and it was really interesting hearing from different companies 
Um, and, and I loved what you brought up about repurposing content. Um, mm -hmm. I, I heard uh, a couple of marketing people talk about how you can take one piece of content and repurpose it for a whole year mm -hmm. to help push something, right? Can you talk about how uh, Video Sherpa helps with that, with the, the storage, the repurposing and, and that process? Yeah, so, I mean, we try and do it in two separate ways. The first is we put a huge emphasis on the pre-production side, the planning of your video content over a period of time. You know, so what we're trying to help people is get away from the sort of um, each video is a completely standalone piece on its own with little or no correlation or connection mm -hmm. to the other pieces of content you're creating, whether they're video or podcasts or infographics, white books, you know, blogs, whatever the case may be. I mean, everything has to work in tandem and and support and uh, reflect and build on the other pieces of content in your marketing mix. So to me, it makes complete sense that when you when you look at any single piece of content, you're kind of saying, okay, how can I, how does this fit with everything else? And how can I maybe take that idea and build it out into another piece? How can I maybe take these two um, sections and maybe work it together with something else to build a case study around a particular sector or topic. So we, we, when we're, when we're onboarding clients, when we're doing our training, even the resources, the guides, the, the video planning documents that we share with them, it's very much trying to get them into this way of thinking. So, you know, I think video does take a bit of time. And if you're going to try and really squeeze every resource and every maximum value out of what you're doing, then you've got to come at it from the point of view of, well, how many pieces of content can I create from this one idea? Mm -hmm. A very practical example. Um, we attended a couple of different marketing events, trade shows and, and conferences and stuff before Christmas in the UK. So we would kind of do a really quick shout out the morning of an event, you know, filming us getting ready behind the scenes, kind of just putting the stand together, meeting with other exhibitors, the doors opening, first crowd, you know, the crowd walking in the door. So we would put push out on social a really quick shout out where we were, was I speaking, what time, what lecture theater, whatever, blah, blah. And then during the day, we would film little vox pops, little questions and answers with people who, who we were speaking to. And after that event, we were able to put together a kind of a thank you, a second kind of shout out. But we were able to tag the people that we'd been speaking to. And then we attended a couple of events. So we kind of built that up into a bigger kind of case study around, you know, us on the road for a couple of weeks and a, a bit more detail. We kind of talked to a lot of people. So we were able to get different little pieces of advice from them as to kind of trends that they saw coming down the tracks or the best marketing tool that they were using. And then the next event we were going to, we were able to push out a kind of, a, you know, using some of the footage that we already had in the can, we were able to put together another piece with a kind of can't wait to see you all and, you know, just little samples of what the kind of stuff that we do at these events. So we were able to repurpose the same footage in four different videos right. really easily, really, really quickly, um, just by changing out the call to action, the information, a little piece to camera to, to kind of ground it in whatever that event that day was, but repurposing a lot of that kind of background footage. So that's just one example. Right. You know? and, the, and the background footage itself is stored on the platform, Correct. on your account, right? Correct. So you're, you're capturing this and you can organize it 
how yes. you want to. Yeah. Yes. That, that and that's yeah. I remember us going through the platform. I think it might have been a year ago. Um, I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> but I remember that being, you know, uh, such an important piece because I, I feel like so much important content gets lost, um, right? You, you shoot one thing and you're like, where is that thing that I shot? You know, um, we need this a year later, even for, you know, like a recap video. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, for foundations and, and, and fundraising and, and, and putting together a marketing video of kind of the work that you're doing you know, to have just a, a, a home base for the storyline. I love how you talk about, you know, the pre-production. I mean, we don't really think about that. We just think, okay, let's pick up our camera, our phone. I mean, professionals will think about that, but people who are, are not professionals and let's just shoot and we'll figure it out afterwards, right? Yes, yes. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and this is the problem. It's it's like we'll, we'll film enough and hope hope something comes hope together. Hope for the best, yeah. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. you know, what we're trying to do is get people to think about developing their own individual original stock library. Mm. You know, so as they're filming footage, it's on the platform, they can tag it, they can easily find it again. And, and literally over a period of months, you've built up your own Shutterstock, but it's completely unique. It's completely original to your guys. You own it, you can repurpose it and, re and manage it so, so easily. So it's about changing the way people approach it really, you know, yeah. so there's, a, there's, a, there's a learning curve there, I suppose. But, um, but I can tell sense. that, yeah, from, from a marketing standpoint, you coming from marketing, that that's, that's really important it, it is the, the through line. What is the storyline you're trying to tell? Um, and, and I mean, and access to your content, it's like, I have to look on my phone to, you know, my Google drive to Dropbox to, you know, someone sent me a, a file through WeTransfer, you know, it's like you're, you're, you know, things get yeah. lost very easily. Exactly. Um, and then you you're know, dealing with video files, which, you know, top mobs, MP4s, they're massive. They're enormous. They're, they're awkward to share and to, right. you know, to be sending to each other and, and storing. So yeah, that, that part of it was just a really obvious hassle that we could eliminate for people. So, yeah. you know, we, we very much approached the platform putting ourselves, well, I suppose I, we were trying to solve my problem. I was, I was kind of the target customer and I was like, okay, when I worked in the art school and I had to get all this content out, what did I need? What would I have loved it to do? Mm. And then we were able to put that MVP together and go out and, and show it to loads of people and sort of say, look, this is what we've got. What else do you want it to do? What else would right. you need it to do before you would actually pay money to use it? And so that was a great, because we got really consistent feedback. There was kind of four or five essential elements on everyone's wish list. So that kind of wrote our product roadmap for us. And it was fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. it was, it was um, but being my own kind of target audience initially, was uh, was a good place to start. Yeah, and how how many how long did it take to kind of build up that market research to really zero in on the you know some of the the most important aspects of the product? Well, initially, so uh, this 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 would probably be something that a lot of your uh, audience will have heard is that you know you have to go really niche at the start. Mm -hmm. And you have to build a product that's kind of for one really, really niche beachhead market, get established, and then you can kind of grow. And so we took that advice to heart and we started out by creating a platform specifically for people in real estate. Right. 
So people who needed video for property listings, a very easy way for them to achieve that themselves that looked really good, nicely branded, nice templates that they could very, very easily just film the footage, apply it. All of that branding was automated and they could have their nice listing video done in minutes. Um, and here in, in Ireland, it's a very different property market to, to the US. Um, and obviously there had been a big financial crash. People in real estate had outsourced everything and they had outsourced, you know, brochures, photography, video, everything. And here we were coming along saying, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta do this in-house. This is, this is brilliant. This is going to change your business. It's going to be revolutionary. Um, and so we went out with this platform and we said, look, this is what I can do. And they were like, oh yeah, great, great, great. We just need these other few features. So we built in those features and we went back and, and tried to sell it to them. And then what we kept hearing was, no, 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 we, we outsource everything. Why would I bring in another uh, overhead? You know, why would, I, why would I bring that in house? I can just outsource it. So our first go didn't really work. And it took us about a year to accept, do you know what? This niche audience isn't the right niche audience for us. <laughs> um, but we had a decision to make. Do we have a good idea that just needs to maybe change focus? Or do we say, no, it's actually not, not a good idea? So obviously, in all of this time, video is continuing to gain momentum. It's becoming ever more essential. So we took what we had and we started talking to marketing managers, communications managers in all sorts of um, enterprise, in higher education, in SMEs, you know, so many different industries to see how did it fit with their marketing stack? Could they see themselves using it? And again, what kind of um, modifications would they need to see? So that process it took us another year then to go back and redevelop the platform. We had to raise investment to pay for that. Um, so Video Sherpa, as you see it now, was actually launched at the end of 2019 right. with exquisite timing just before <laughs> a global <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so here's, here's the interesting question, though. Has the pandemic and everyone switched to video content helped at all or has it kind of stayed neutral? For you guys um there's pros and cons mm -hmm. um i mean on the pro side i mean video is now just even more essential there's there isn't a shadow of a doubt there isn't a company alive that isn't using video in some way shape or form or right. that at least doesn't understand that they need to be doing video if they're not already so that's great i never i never have to have a conversation about why you need video right. you know um and there are more and more and more ways for people to create video. You know, TikTok for business is growing enormously. Instagram Reels, it's getting easier and easier for people to create short video to make it, you know, look good, add branding, add music, add subtitles, add text and all that kind of stuff. So it's a busier space. So for a small company, it's it's harder to get the word out there. Um. But the acceptance of the importance of video is obviously a plus. Right. The, the pandemic itself was a complete and utter rug pulling exercise because for us, Video Sherpa is helping people to film original footage. So, right. you know, like if you guys are having an event and you want footage of kind of maybe 
the event itself, the speakers, you know, the crowd, the behind the scenes, you need to actually get up and film that footage. Um, so when the pandemic hit and everything shut and everybody was working from home and all events were cancelled, obviously the opportunities to use Video Sherpa pretty much disappeared overnight. Right. And that really slowed our growth for a good 18 months. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, um, we, we started talking to manufacturing companies who needed to be able to train um, their staff without bringing them together into, you know, a, a training room or a training environment. And we certainly were able to help with that. For example, actually, um, Ireland, there is a cluster of, of med tech companies and one of them open sourced the design of their ventilator. This was really early days. This was kind mm. of like April, May of 2020. Um, and and they, they basically let the design of their ventilators available around the world to other manufacturing companies and they use video sherpa to film the process of creating the ventilator and share oh, wow. that with whomever rather than having people fly in to examine what is this um, production line how am i going to replicate that in you know california in malaysia wherever so you know that's just a really that was a really practical example right and a, an important one and powerful one at that too absolutely absolutely you know? yeah um yes. And, and so, so now we're made coming out of the pandemic. Mm. <laughs> um, so what, what is kind of on the horizon for video Sherpa? What are you excited about um, kind of, you know, in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, um, video Sherpa, like it's, it, it's amazing the the variety of organizations that we, we work with the clients that we have, you know, everything from, um, solicitors office, hotels, universities, um, you know, medical manufacturing companies. Mm -hmm. It's amazing the applications that it can be put towards, you know, so, so that's pretty, um, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I do think, you know, it is a busy world out there and for a small companies like ours, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the companies that um, will be listening to this would be in a similar boat. It's tough, you know, it's tough out there to get the word out. You've a small team and you're kind of trying to juggle marketing and sales and, you know, product development and customer support and, you know, dealing with investors or fundraising and keep all of the plates spinning all of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a challenge, but, you know, I'm I'm still incredibly passionate about the potential um, yeah. that video has, and I think we have we have built a good platform. We might still be fishing around for our ideal, you know, use case, um, and we're still kind of exploring to see where is our really good fit. Um, but that's an ongoing process, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it sounds too. I mean, with any kind of endeavor, you're constantly adapting to the market. Um, you know, so many people that I've talked to, it's like, we've tried this and it didn't work at all. We knew that the product was good. So we had to adjust. And even with the, you know, the diversity of clients that you have in the different case, you know, use cases, um, you know, it's, it's just like, you have to kind of try different things, what's hitting, what's not. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and see, see what the niche market is. I, I love the idea. I love, I love the product. You know, I think it's, it's really helpful because you know, when I think about some of the tools that, you know, Instagram has and TikTok has, like that's a certain generation mm -hmm. that will be able to use those tools. Um, and it's also, a, it's, it's also in itself a very crowded space. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so to be able to simplify that process, you know, and maybe make it more accessible um, for people of different generations, I think will be really important, um, you know, as we're kind of continuing, like growing, because it's, it's just wild, like I'll talk to someone who's younger about TikTok, and they'll, they'll give me the full breakdown. And, you know, I mean, I'm not old, but my generation is not you know, it doesn't really exactly know what's happening. You know, so, um, well, uh, Anna, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me today. I just want to have a big shout out for our coordination in red shirts. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but it, it's great to learn about just, you know, small companies building really great technology and, 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 and learning and adopting and, and figuring out, you know, kind of how to, how to exist, you know, and, and also how to live a good life. And, you know, I mean, man, the, hearing the balance of, you know, fundraising and marketing and, and customer um, service for the tech, you know, I mean, all of those things I think are really big questions when I'm talking to entrepreneurs. It's like, yeah. I build this great tech tool, but how do I maintain, uh, you know, to keep it up to date? You know, do I have a CTO? Do I have a full, you know, uh, customer service team that people can reach out to? Like, there's just lots of things I think to take into account. Um, but it seems like you guys are doing great work. Um, and, you know, I, again, wish you uh, the best of luck. And I know we'll be in touch for sure. And thank you again for taking the time. No problem at all. Lovely speaking to you. Yeah. Well, there you have it, everyone. Video Sherpa from Ireland. I'm going to put down uh, their website below. A really uh, great technology that is, you know, from pre-production to post, showing you how to build the story, to build the through line, to store footage so that you can really have a great, um, robust content, which everyone needs, no matter what company you are, what your business is, these are important things um, for you to check out. Uh, again, my name is Daniel Crane. I am the program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship, streaming live out of 2112. Uh, the Comcast Business Studio. You see these cool blue lights and, you know, it's a really uh, awesome space for shooting high-end video, uh, pictures, um, and, you know, it's open for the community. So check us out at 2112inc.com. Send an email. I'll put the website below and you can come and tour the space and check out some of the uh, resources that are there for you. I'm wishing everyone a great rest of the week. Take care and we'll be in touch.